what you see cannot be trusted. What you see may mess you up. What you see may confuse you. If you've never seen this picture before, uh, this is a man who does sidewalk art. And the picture on the left is a two-dimensional picture drawn on concrete. Isn't that incredible? What you see with your eyes will fool you. Two-dimensional concrete art right there. It's interesting because, um, do I have another one? I don't. Jesus talks a lot about blindness and sight. And turn over to John chapter 9 because I think it may be hopefully enlightening. Um, It definitely is humbling when we actually hear from our Lord about blindness and sight. John chapter 9, this is an entire chapter where he is healed a man who was born blind. And at the end, in verse 35, well, actually, we don't even have to start that early. Uh, Verse 39, Jesus said, and hopefully those two words, like, embed themselves into your mind. Jesus said, for judgment, I have come into this world so that the blind will see and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, what are we blind to? Jesus said, if you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. It's interesting. Jesus paints a picture that when we claim to see, when we we kind of put ourselves in a place where we can see, Jesus is saying, be careful. Religion can blind you. Christianity can blind you. Church can blind us. What you see is not necessarily what's real. Jesus is saying, there's some that say, I I see. And he's like, no, 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 no. You actually are blind, and that's why I came, because your pride, you, you are the walking blind. And there are some of you that are going, I'm totally, like, I'm blind. And he's saying, I'm coming to call you to sight. And so I want you to think about that, um, because hopefully that, that we're able to marinate on that, because I do think that one of the, the parts of our theology that's most lacking is, As we get older as disciples, we see more. Yeah. 
the goal of our Christianity is not to be the person who sees the most. It's the one who's willing to give up his sight to see what Jesus calls us to see. This is really an interesting thing. This is, this is amazing because it speaks to, our, to what we've been talking about even on Wednesday nights. When I live by what I see, you know what I see? Messy people. Anybody here want to admit you're not, you just got life, you're, you're good. You figured out life. Here's what I've learned is I've been in the ministry now for going on 17 years. In most people's cases, in my case, and what I see is, is that what can be esteemed most of being in my situation of leading a church or a ministry is as you get older, you should be able to figure out what's wrong with people. You should figure out what's wrong with the church. You should be able to figure out how to fix things. Let me, let me share something with you. As I've gotten longer and longer into the ministry, and I don't think I'm getting dumber and dumber, I have no idea the answers to any of those questions. None. I'm probably plugged in in here as a church leader with more people in this church than anyone else is. And when you ask me, what's the problem with the church? You know what my answer is? I don't know. How do you fix this? I don't know. Except for one thing. Everything I know is in here. And everything I know, like, like, as far as like, like coming up with some grand plan, I'm like, you're, I'm the wrong guy. But every one of us, we have access to this. That's what I love about being in the ministry is because every one of us, myself included, we have access to the same thing. And as a blind person, as I go further and further along, I'm going, I have less and less answers outside of what I'm told in the Bible. Amen. Yeah. And I'm a part of a group of people that are successful and smart, that are resourceful, you know, and I'm just saying, okay, as I get older, I'm not seeing more. I'm like, wow, it's becoming clearer and clearer to me. All I know for sure is that, number one, the the church, like, look around. Be okay with messy. (laughs) That's all I know. Be be okay with messy if you're going, no, no, no. I'm not going to be okay with messy. You need to find another religion. Like, I'm not meaning another church. (laughs) I literally mean another religion. All right, because when Jesus decided, I'm going to create the community of faith, he was going to say, you want to know what? If you live by, by sight and you look around, boy, you're going to be messed up and critical and figuring out what everyone else's problem is. And, and you know how everybody should do things. And you know what I've learned, too, as I've gotten older? is I see things. Like when I go by Keith's sight, I see everybody through my uh, what's the best word? I see things through the lens of where I fall short. That's what I've learned. When I live by my sight, you want to know what? I see things. Isn't that interesting that Jesus actually said that would be true? Like, that's great that you can see that speck of dust in Sean's eye. 
The reason you can see that is because that big old plank in your eye, <laughs> that helps you. you. You can see that speck, right? We tend to do that. And as we get, my fear is as we get older, if there's not humility, we end up being like, no, I see more and more. I, and, and you want to know what? Guys, I, I can go and be a part of different groups and be patted on the back to claim that I have answers. And you want to know what? Any of y'all can do what I do, which is like, here are the answers. But aren't you going to make me read my Bible? Wow. (laughs) Wow. I think it can be really subtle. Our eyes fool us. And Satan does it in the church. Yeah. Where it's like, no, 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 no. The goal is that you're the most seeing person in the group. And in fact, it sounds great when I know this is what Sean needs to do and this is what Andy needs to do. And it sounds great for me, except you want to know what Jesus is saying? You know what, dude? Keith, you're a part of the church. (laughs) Why don't you clean up your act? It's amazing. As I start obeying God, it's so amazing how much I love my brothers and sisters more. Amen. It's so amazing how I get less like figuring out what everybody's problem is and going, dude, you know what? I'm really messed up. <laughs> and you know what? You're really messed up too. Yeah. And thank God we get to be in a community of faith with one another. Amen. Thank you that the Bible was written in the New Testament of churches that quite frankly, we would not want to be at a conference with. <laughs> For real. You're going, really? That's in the New Testament? It's drama. All right? It's soap opera. It's craziness. It's all these things, right? It's like, I'm not going to that conference with the Galatian churches. I'm not going with the the Corinthians. Keep your children away from the Corinthians. Do not fellowship with the Corinthian disciples. Watch out for the stepmothers in the Corinthian church. Okay? The candy cowboy, I'll tell you, it's trouble. You know, can you imagine if you live by sight in the first century, you'd be like, I ain't going to be around any of these guys because there is no one doing good. (laughs) No one is good. Like what on earth is wrong with us? Right? Except God said, no, no, no. See, this is the thing, the community of faith, because I'm calling people in who are saying, no, no, no. You want to know what I used to see? And my sight is what got me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> my sight is what got me in trouble. Jesus is saying, hey, here's what I want you all to do. Come together as a community of blind people who are going to point you towards somebody who can heal your blindness. That's it. Amen. Is, can I be in a community of faith of people going, you know what, I'm blind, and when I start trying to see, I get in trouble. Can you just yank me over here and like help me? No, no, no. He's going to help you see. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7, okay, you can turn there, you can underline it. If it's not underlined already, you can take a note on this. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, this is Paul. He said, we, we. You know what's funny is when I live by my own sight, we're not a we anymore. It's a me who's got it on straight, and it's a (laughs) y'all. You ever had that before? Like, the church is great when it's great. But when, it, when I see something, then it's me and y'all. That's living by sight. Paul is going, we, we right, Corinthian church. Paul is saying this to the Corinthian church. 
can you help me out? What was going on in the Corinthian church? You would go, dang, I don't even know if they're Christians. We should probably baptize them again, right? What was going on? Just You can name one thing, and I know what it's going to be. <laughs> they were immoral. I mean, it was like, hey, you want to know what? Why wouldn't I have a temple prostitute? Interesting. <laughs> okay. We're going, really? This is Paul saying the Corinthians, we, Paul saying me, I'm with you. We live by faith, not by sight. When we live by sight, you want to know what? When, when I live by what I see on the internet, man, I'm fooled. Yeah. When I live by what I see on Facebook, good or bad, I'm not kidding you. I mean, it's not any, I'm fooled. When I live by what I see, because you know what I see? I see messy people, and you see a messy guy right here. When I live by what I see, you want to know what? All of a sudden, I'm like, man, then that must mean you're living by what you see, too, and therefore I better pretend like I'm not blind. Yeah. I want to pretend like I'm not blind. Like I've got it on straight. Like You can just, no, 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 no. He says we live by faith, not by sight. It's interesting. If there was one man who could say this statement, it's Paul. Okay, here's why. Turn over to Acts chapter 22. Okay, this is the testimony of a blind man. We live by faith. This is Paul writing this in Corinthians. And in Acts chapter 22, the author of Acts, who is Luke, his buddy was Paul. And in fact, Paul had told him his conversion story so often, Luke wrote it three times in the book of Acts. I mean, after a while, you're like, okay, Paul, listen, I got it, bro. I'm putting it in there. Like, I got you in, you know, I got you in chapter 9, I got you in 22, I got you in 26, bro. Okay? No, there's no chapters. Don't fall for that. Acts 22. We're going to start right here in verse 1. <clears throat> Brothers and fathers, listen now to my defense. When they heard him speak to them in Aramaic, they became very quiet. And Paul said, I'm a Jew, born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city. Under Gamaliel, I was thoroughly trained in the law of our fathers and was just as zealous for God as any of you are today. I persecuted the followers of this way to their death, arresting both men and women and throwing them into prison, as also the high priests and all the council can testify. I even obtained letters from them to their brothers in Damascus and went there to bring these people as prisoners to Jerusalem to be punished. See, this is the diary of a man who pretended he wasn't blind claimed to see he was so convinced now here's the thing is we don't know i i practically can guarantee in this room we don't know someone as educated as paul when it came to understanding what he did he was trained by the best in his field he absorbed from the best in his field he was the best of the best when it came to Pharisees and Jews. We don't know that person, okay? And he was convinced he saw 
and the Christians were blind. He was convinced that what they did, because he wasn't used to it, it sounded wrong. He was convinced to the point of killing people. So I, I don't want you to think like, hey, this was a guy that was just like totally emotionally driven, just off the reservation. If this guy, who is so brilliant, smart, intelligent, desiring to do the will of God, can be this wrong, could we be wrong? Think about that. Because in my mind, my first instinct, and maybe it's yours too, is I'm right. <laughs> That's my first instinct. And I come up with many convincing proofs in my head that I'm right. And I'm sure Paul did that too. And it's interesting, Jesus didn't call people who saw. Yeah. Or who, he. now we're about to see something in a second. He's going to do a sermon illustration on Paul for us right here, okay? But I want us to put us in that place, hopefully of humility to go, oh dang, before I get feeling like I've got this down, let me go. If Paul was this far off, maybe I can be every once in a while. Every once in a while, I may not be seeing what I think I'm seeing or behaving the way I think I'm behaving. So we have that. We have Paul and he's doing this and about noon, as I came near Damascus, a bright light from heaven flashed, and I fell to the ground and heard a voice say to me, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he says, who are you, Lord? I'm Jesus of Nazareth, whom you're persecuting. My companions saw the light, but they didn't understand the voice of him who was speaking to me. What do I need to do, Lord, I asked. Get up and go into Damascus, and you'll be told all you have been assigned to do. And my companions led me by the hand into Damascus because the light had blinded me. Because the light had blinded me. So Jesus is like, listen, there will be something, and it happens too to us as well, where the light shines, all right? And it is like decision time. Like, holy macro, like, hold on. For Paul, he's like, I really can't see. Like, Jesus physically spoke to Paul. And he said, here's what I want you to do right now. I want you to go, do what I'm telling you. And he said, okay, I need help, though. Like, my companions need to help me get there, okay? This is like a place in life where Paul was completely humbled right here. The guy that had it all on straight now didn't know what to do. He was confronted by the word of God. He was confronted by the word of God and could have said, no, 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 no. That is too out of, that's crazy that Jesus is, is this guy. I'm going to go and pretend like I'm just take me around like this is a hallucination. But he said, no, I'm going to obey Jesus. Amen. So you've noticed Daniel Yassi. He's been here 
sitting in church with the orange bandana around his face. And if you're visiting, you're going, why are some people wearing bandanas? That's just the kind of cult we are, you know. <laughs> a, you'll get your chance too. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but, but this was, um, so uh, Daniel ha- has come in, and Daniel had a very specific set of instructions today. Daniel had to act as if he wasn't blindfolded at all. He couldn't ask for help from anybody except he, he would pr- appreciate it if you didn't even notice that that was on his face. He had it all under control. Some of you probably asked to help him. Did you ask to help him? What did he say to you? He said no. He said no, 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 no. <laughs> Daniel, just for a second here, what's been your experience so far today? Okay. Isn't it interesting? <laughs> you know, thank you for saying that, by the way. Isn't it interesting? And I'm like looking at you like you can see me, and you can't. <laughs> Isn't it interesting that when I become blind, I talk less? See, you want to know what my instinct says? By my sight, Keith's sight. It says, you want to know what? When I'm around y'all, I need to be talking a lot so you know. Because you know what words do? You know how we use words? Camouflage. Like I can say things to you, and there are certain things I can say in our fellowship, and you would go, he's doing good. Man, I'm really struggling. Really struggling today. You know, didn't have a quiet time for a couple days. And, man, I'm really, you know, I know Jesus is Lord. And you'd be like, man, he's awesome. (laughs) That's great. That's very different then like, hold on a minute, let me just kind of, what am I hearing from God? Maybe even asking a question or two. See, asking questions is what blind people do. Right? But isn't it interesting when you tried to help Daniel? Many of us can be like Daniel. We walk in and we're like, I don't want anyone to know that I can't see. (laughs) I don't want anyone to know. I got it. I'm good. No, 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 no. It, it, let me prove to you I'm okay. Like, I don't need your help. All right? Oftentimes, we're like that. And the Word of God, like, this has happened to a lot of us where you've heard something even different in the Word of God than you're used to hearing. And you go, no, 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 I'm good. I'm not listening to that voice. Understand, Paul, the diary of this man we're listening to, the testimony of this blind man is saying, no, you want to know what? I did listen to the voice of Jesus when I was blind. In fact, that's the time I want to start going, hold on a minute. You mean that's different. I I heard something different uh, about you, Jesus, and now I'm seeing in your word, hearing something different. I'm obeying you because I'm blind So you have this, you have Paul, and he's saying, wow, okay, here's what I have. I'm obeying Jesus. And it goes on here. Then he said, the God of our fathers has chosen you. Jesus is saying this to him, the God of our fathers has chosen you to know his will, to see the righteous one, to hear words from his mouth, and you will be his witness to all men of what you've seen and heard. And now, what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. 
and, and right, Paul was like, heck no, never heard of that before. Not doing it, I'm good. I can see. No, no, no. Paul actually was like, heck yeah. yeah. Of course. But for some of us, this is the ending point. Like, we're like, oh, great, you're, you're baptized. That's fantastic. That's the ending point. Because we can be baptized, but we still see. And he goes on and he says, no, no, no. When I returned to the Jerusalem, when I returned to Jerusalem and was praying at the temple, I fell into a trance and saw the Lord speaking quick, leave Jerusalem because they won't accept your testimony about me. Lord, I replied, these men know that I went from one synagogue to another and beat those who believe in you. And when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, I stood there giving approval and guarding the clothes of those. And the Lord said to me, go, I will send you far to the Gentiles. And so here's the thing is he realized that, okay, I'm listening to his voice, but that's for life now. Like, I'm like, no, Jesus, I get you that I'm blind. I will only listen to what your words are. Even when I can see, I will only listen to the words of Jesus. And you say, go, and I go. And you tell me to live a certain way, and you tell me how to, how to love people. I'm doing what you said to do. So in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, when we talk about running the race of we live by faith, not by sight, it's this idea of I will live in a way that Jesus has clearly outlined for me to live. And so that's a question for us today is what have you done this week that would have been any different if you weren't a Christian? What have you done? So I went to Sunday church and I went to Wednesday church. That doesn't make you a follower of Jesus. A follower of Jesus follows Jesus. Like, what is it that we did? Like, every day what I'm learning more and more is I have to ask myself as I study the Bible is, what am I commanded to do? What is he teaching me in the Bible that now I have to emulate and conform to to follow Jesus? That's the only way we get to be followers. See, baptism, a lot lot of times we stop. We go, we just want you to get to baptism. But Jesus never said that. From the beginning, Jesus is like, you can follow me every day. And that means like there are going to be times when you're going to think, I want to lash out right here and I'm going to tell you no. And that means no. Did that happen this week? Has that happened this week? I noticed in Clemson, we live in the Bible Belt here. I noticed at the football game last night, 81,000 Clemson fans. And it's amazing. The game was lost at the end. It's amazing the number of people who I would imagine would claim to be Christians if it's demographically true of about 80 to 85% of people that live in our geographic area would say, I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus. It's interesting how Losing a football game all of a sudden allowed us to not follow Jesus any longer. Have have you ever thought about that? Like, what is it in our sight that we go, this allows me to not follow Jesus? Like, when I was walking out, I'm going, wow, that's pretty stunning what I'm hearing here. It's it's amazing that even as as a Christian to feel as a fan victimized by a game. 
going, really? I got nothing else to be hopeful for? <laughs> I mean, listen, I got some rings too from a national champ, from, from championships and all that kind of stuff. They're not that great after a while. The trophies aren't that great. I got about 20 participation trophies. <laughs> I was awesome in City League soccer. <laughs> But the thing is, is we, we, there's this thing and we put our hope in it. We're going, because in, in our sight, we say that's what's going to make life great. Instead of going, no, no, no. What's going to give us full life is looking into the word of God and going, I'm obeying you. You're saying I have to love when I don't want to love? Okay, you're right and I'm wrong. I'm blind and you see. Remember Revelation 3, Jesus actually said, he said, you don't realize, he's talking to Christians, you don't realize that you are blind. How offended would you be? Here's the challenge for us, and, and, and it's, it's interesting because I had a conversation with a brother, awesome, good-hearted, I think very indicative of me and all of us, but it was such a good conversation um, and we were talking about this point is like, what did your life like? What happened this week that would make you a distinct follower of Jesus? And oftentimes we think there's like humility in going, well, no, nah, I'm more like I'm not really like Zacchaeus. I'm like this other person. I'm not like these noble hearted people. And, and somewhere along the way, because we confess that we're like not like anything close to following Jesus, that, that we can stay there. And Jesus never said that you can stay Simon the Pharisee. He never said, he never said you can do that, like you have to follow him. Yeah. And, and we were talking about, well, what distinctively, like, that you did, where you're like, yeah, I'm, I was going to do that, but no, I won't, or yes, I will, because you say. And ultimately, the conversation came to the same one that we read in John chapter 9, and that's why I think this is, this is indicative of all of us. He said, what, do you think I'm blind? <laughs> and I think when we get challenged enough, that's going to be our response. Yeah. Yeah. Like when we get really challenged that Christianity isn't about like, hey, you're at every midweek and every Sunday, that it really is about, man, I'm drinking in the word of God and it is evident in the, in the lives around me, in the way I love, in the way I obey right then then we're going to get to a place where somebody's going to offend you someday yeah. if i haven't already right. <laughs> and you can go what am i blind and, and here's what i'm gonna tell you read the bible yeah. maybe you are maybe you are <laughs> uh, if you if you want validation from me you're living by sight yeah. but it's either like get in the word okay or live by sight that's it. Yeah. You're like, I don't get anything out of my quiet time. Because you can see. That's why. That's why. You already know the answers. You see. I don't mean that in a good way. Blind people, this is, this is that technology that a blind person can put up in front of their face and go, now I see what's real. Amen. Now I see. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just don't. You know, and, and really, come on, now, let's be real here. 
Um, if your quiet time is just about like checking a box and like getting through it and all that kind of stuff, or it's just like you've, you've turned your Bible into like Max Lucado's 365 Days of Inspiration, it, it, that doesn't help you see. Like you've got to be in the Word going, here's how I'm going to get eyes. Revelation 3, Jesus said, ask me to give you salve for your eyes. Like ask me to help you see what you need to see. Like, ask me if you're not coming and asking me. And, and, and the first, the primary thing isn't to ask your brothers and sisters. Because Jesus addressed that too. He's like, you could be a blind guide. Here's one of the things I love when I was baptized, me and Abby in Cornerstone down in Thomasville, Georgia, is I found a community of blind people that were all committed to pointing everyone towards the guy that could give us sight. Amen. That was the community. A messy messy community of people that were like, we're blind outside of what's in the Bible. That's it. I love that. I love that about here. I love that. It's interesting because sometimes we, we, we kind of pass on, as I said before, what my experience is. And I was talking to the brother about this, and he said, I don't know if anybody in the campus group is, is living out this kind of community of faith. I'm going, bro, you're blind. Because you're not living it out. <laughs> Doesn't mean that people aren't living it out. I love the community of faith I'm in. I love the brothers and sisters that don't let me pretend to see. But we talk we get in there. There is deep, I feel honestly in the last year and a half, more deep transformation than I've ever felt in my life as a disciple. Amen. And you want to know what? That comes, I love my community of faith that is saying, no, we're all going to point towards Jesus. It isn't just from the pulpit. I'm hearing it. I love, I can sit down and Brent's going to tell me, bro, you got to like stop it. All right. Ian's going to tell me. Sean's going to tell me. David's gonna, there have been times like, dude, you're blind. You need, you're seeing the wrong thing. I love that. I love the deep transformation. Now, here's what I would say is, if you're thinking, mm, ah, wow, I don't have that. I'm going to say that's a you problem. Because I've been a disciple for a long time. And I have it. And I love it. And it's not out, outward stuff. It's deep internal stuff that you guys have walked with me through. And so that's what I'm going to challenge you is no to say, no, I'm blind. Help me. Let me talk less and listen more to God. Let me do that, okay? I love this quote right here. I pray to God that he would give me real eyes so that I can realize where the real lies. I want to know what's really real because it ain't what my eyes are telling me. Because my eyes tell me that, you want to know what? The world, man, and everything I see with my eyes is like falling apart. And you know what God is saying? That's what's supposed to happen. That's 2 Corinthians 4 when Paul is like, I'm groaning here. Like, this is horrible. I'm getting older. The world's getting worse. What on earth? And he says in 2 Corinthians 4.18, that's why I don't look at what's seen. 
Because what's unseen is eternal. What's unseen is eternal. That's the call for me and you. Is the idea of how radical. I'm going to say this for step one. How radical am I in ingesting the word of God and having somebody teach me when I'm not good at it? Asking questions like, man, help me get this. Like, can you kind of point me? Like, I want to obey. Like, what do I need to obey? You know, that may seem simple, but it's going to rock your world (laughs) when we get back to that. It's, hold on, following Jesus actually means following Jesus, not going to a meeting. Now, when I follow Jesus, you want to know what? I come together with his people. But just because I come together with his people doesn't mean I'm following Jesus. That makes sense? We live by faith, not by sight. Man, we got to drink that in. If we're going to run this race, if you're running by sight, there's going to come a point either you're going to veer off into pseudo-Christianity most likely. Pseudo-Christianity. Like, it might look like to everyone else you're doing okay, but you're on the frontage road. Okay? And that doesn't stop in heaven. Frontage road keeps going. (laughs) All right? And there's this idea of if I'm running by just looking around, there's going to come a time when I'm going to get so discouraged I quit. There's going to come a point when maybe I've done it so long, I'm not going to quit where people see, but I'm going to quit. The people that run by faith are like, okay, yeah, I'm a little tired right now. I'm tired. I am tired. I'm very tired right now. But, but man, you want to know what? You know where my eye is fixed on? My blind eye is fixed on? Jesus. That's who I'm fixed on. And he's telling me exactly like, no, dude, don't take that exit. No, 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 no. I know you feel that way, but don't drink out of that water cooler. Okay, there's, believe me, there's a rest stop, but don't drink that one. Okay, no, 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 don't run with that person right there. They will lead you off the wrong path. No, 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 fix your eyes on me. That's our call. But it's got to be like swallowed up. It's got to be absorbed by each and every one of us. It can't be like, okay, who's going to go first? Because when, here's what I'm learning. The more I live this way, the more that what naturally happens is I love my brothers and sisters I encourage, I inspire, I walk alongside. I actually become like an active member of a community of faith. Amen. Instead of a group that meets together. Right? right? This is what we're being called to do. Yeah. Liz, you were able to, lit, to, to wear the blindfold, but you got to ask people. Kim got to do the same thing. If you've noticed up there, Kim was singing her heart out. She was awesome, you know, up there. Guys, what was your experience as a blindfolded person? But you could ask for help. What was your experience? Liz, you can go first since you can't see Kimberly looking at you. <laughs> um, I, well, I was quieter like Yas, but I, um, I noticed that I only asked for help for the, from the person that I spend the most time with. Yeah. Boy, there's trust, huh? Like, hmm, I hear Murphy's voice. I trust her. But isn't that amazing how our trust in one another is directly linked to how much we're personally listening to the voice of Jesus? Yeah. If all you are is about opinions, it's going to be really hard to trust you. Yeah. But Liz is going, okay, yeah, did you ask for help from anyone? 
Um, I only asked for help from Murphy. From Murphy, okay. Fantastic. That's awesome. Kim, what about you? You were right up here up front. Y'all can take your blindfolds off too, by the way. Right. They were leading me to the right place. Yes. So, yeah. 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 That I trust that you aren't going to lead me over here. You know, Kim almost pulled the fire alarm back there in the hallway, and and Aaron was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Don't. That's not a handhold right there. (laughs) Okay. But here's the thing is, when we really, like, it registers, like, I'm blind without Jesus. Like, I am blind without Jesus. I can't run my own life. When I'm blind, you want to know what? There are things I wouldn't normally do that I'm forced to do. Like, like my natural inclination is not to ask for help. If you put a blindfold on me, all of a sudden, I'm willing to, like, get out of myself to ask for help. It's interesting. Sometimes we get settled into our personality type. No, 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 I'm not going to do that. If you were blind, you would. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to get in my Bible every day. No, no, I'm not going to ask for help. I, I, I don't want, uh, no, no, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to be like, well, if you were blind and you knew there was a way to help you see, you absolutely would. It doesn't have to do with personality type. It has to do with humility. It has to do with knowing the one who can make me and you see. And when I'm really blind, I, I transcend my personality type. My personality type is, would surprise most of you guys, I think. I'm an I'm a introvert. You're like, liar. No. Listen, believe me. But the thing about it is, is my Lord trans, helps me transcend my personality type because I know as a blind, hungry man, he's the only one that can feed me and help me see. That's it. Like me sitting in the corner waiting for people to do it is not going to work. But when we do it all together, it becomes real, right? Amen. We live by faith, not by sight. We're going to take our communion. And if there's anything that like is the bond of this entire lesson is the cross of Jesus. Of, Je- of going, Wow. When we sit here at the foot of the cross, there is no, there's nobody you're like, dang, Dave Roper, he kind of gets it. It's like, no, 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 no. There's only one that gets it, and it's not me, and it's not Amen. you. Amen. And it's this guy. He's died, but no, we get to stand over by the empty tomb. Like, we get this little, like, communion gives us this little field trip of like, oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> you went through way more than I could ever go through. You love God way more than I could love God. <laughs> You understand God way more than I understand God. And like you are calling me, all men, and John says, will be drawn to me through the cross. He said, no, 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 come here and come with me on the field trip. And I'm going to take you to this empty tomb and go, oh, dang, I definitely can't do that. And I love magic tricks. That ain't a magic trick. Jesus is like, no, he's gone. This tomb is empty. And going, whew, man, thank, man, oh, thank God for that. You may not have to pretend to be all clean and tidy on the outside. I get to join a community of faith where we're not all clean and tidy. And that doesn't mean we get to stay that way. But it's the idea of, you mean we're a bunch of blind people who have all realized there's a dude, there's a guy who's like, no, no, follow me. 
I know the way perfectly to God. And you don't have to like do some spectacular thing. I want you to have just enough faith to follow me for your whole life. All right. Stay blind so I can make you see.